Hey everyone, welcome to Refinery Life Church and welcome to our last teaching for the end of the year. I know we had one last night, but we're having another one tonight because I really wanted to finish this series up because I've got some more stuff for you coming just next week. And it, you know, I hope you've had a great Christmas, we've got New Year's coming. And if you're looking for a new church home, now is the time. We'd love to see you at the refinery. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 23, T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach. And we'd love to see you there. We're a friendly church and we preach the word of God. And they're the only two things you really should be looking for when you're looking for a new church home. It's got nothing to do with children's church or, or the worship team and the smoke machines and that sort of thing. It's are they friendly and do they preach the word of God. And we have something really exciting happening. On the 5th of February, we have Brother Sadu coming. He's in Australia at that time, and he's only preaching in one church while he's here. And he doesn't normally preach in small churches, but he's preaching at the refinery. So let me encourage you, jump on our Facebook page and let us know whether you're coming or not. This is a not-to-be-missed prophetic meeting. This will change people's lives. It will change the direction of the churches on the Gold Coast, and I can assure you of that. So come and join us. But we need numbers. This is something that's going to be big. Join me in the Lord's Prayer before we go any further. When the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray, this was his response. If it was good enough for them, you know, it's good enough for us. He said, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Tonight, we're finishing up our series titled The Book of Colossians. As you know, it's been a devotional study, chapter by chapter, verse by verse of the Bible. And it has the potential for bringing great blessings to all the lives of those who participate. So let me encourage you. Share this message now. If you're watching it live, share it now. Like it. Invite a friend to come and watch. And go back and watch the previous messages. Because this can change your lives. These messages from Colossians, we've been doing for quite a while. Because there's so much in it. But we've made them a little bit shorter into bite-sized pieces for you. And today we're talking about something vitally important to each of us. Principles for personal relationships. The text that we're concentrating on is Colossians 3, 23 and 24. If you've got your Bible, open it up. Let's read it together. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, but you can read from whichever version you like. Verse 23 says, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. How good is that? And the scriptures are working through. There's quite a few tonight. It's Colossians 3, 18 through to 4, 1. Again, let's read them together. It talks about the Christian home. And some of these verses may trigger some people. So just stick with us. Stick with us on this. Verse 18 says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. I love there that it says your own husband, not someone else's. Don't submit to someone else's husband. Husbands, love your wives 
and do not be bitter toward them. Husband, love your own wife. Don't lust after someone else's. Verse 20, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. (coughs) Excuse me. Verse 21, fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey all things your masters are all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleases, but in sincerity of the heart, fearing God. Now, we all should be bond servants to the Lord. If you've listened to any of Pastor Ramel Dangowin's messages that he's been preaching at Yatler on a Sunday afternoon, he's been talking about bond servants and the difference between bond servants and, and, and just normal regular slaves. Verse 23, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Verse 25, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Then it goes on, talks about Christian graces and final greetings. Verse 4, 1, masters, give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. So There's something in that for each and every one of us. Some of us, there's more than one thing. Let's pray for offering before we go any further. We pray for offering every time we take an offering up because we want those who sow to be blessed and we want the offering itself to be blessed to go where where it needs to go. Heavenly Father, thank you for being such a generous giver to us. Thank you for giving us a true understanding of your nature and purpose and plan for our lives in the life of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit who dwells in us to lead us to maturity and to effectiveness in service. Thank you, Father, for granting us the privilege of cooperating with you in helping others to know about your love and your salvation. We bring our gifts to you today that we might cooperate with you. Accept these gifts, Lord, and bless them to your name's honor and glory. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, one of the greatest problems is the problem of personal relationships. Getting along with people. Why do you think we have a 50% divorce rate or more? We live in relationships with others not as isolated individuals. The terms we use to describe people are usually terms from our social relationships, aren't they? We say a person is kind or harsh, warm or cold, honest or corrupt, sweet or sour. All of these descriptions indicate how people behave or react to other people. Does Christianity have anything to do with our personal relationships? It's a question we should ask. And my answer is, indeed, it does. The gospel of Christ is a practical application in the lives of believers. Sometimes people make a distinction between theology or belief and social concern or activity. But that's a false distinction. Have you ever had people force upon you, well, you're a Christian, so you should do that? It's a false distinction. What we believe is going to determine how we act. Say that again, what we believe will determine how we act. Paul had already expressed this general principles 
in the earlier verses of Colossians 3. Go back and watch those videos or listen to those podcasts. He had shown us some things we should strip from our lives and some things that we should add to our lives. And this passage applies these principles to specific needs. And this application is made at the point of one of our greatest needs, domestic relationships. The real question of Christianity is not, why does Christianity make a person, or sorry, what does Christianity make a person within the church? That's not the question. But the question really is, but what does Christianity make a person in the home, in the office, at school, at work, at the beach, in the bush? What does Christianity make a person? Because it's not about that, that couple of hours you might spend at church on Sunday. It's what about the rest of your life? If you spend any time with me, if you've spent any time with me, you will see that what you see on Sunday is what you get on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. That's how we're supposed to live, no matter where we are. And that's exactly what Paul was doing here. He was showing the relationship of Christian living to some very practical areas of our lives. Let's look at some of them today. The first one is a principle of personal relationships shows mutual obligations. Not one-way traffic. A marriage is a partnership in which each spouse has obligations to the other. The wife shows submissiveness in love, not as a duty. Women had no standing in the ancient world. Remember that. Jewish or Gentile, they had no standing. The husband had all of the privileges, and the wife had all of the duties. Submissiveness mentioned here is not that which makes a doormat or a non-person of the wife. It is instead the willingness to submit ourselves and our desires to another person for mutual benefit. If you've been married for any time, especially some of the people in our church that have been married for 25, 30, 40 years, they know what it's like to be submissive because marriage is a mutual obligation. In a parallel passage in Ephesians 521, sorry, 521 through to 69, the principle of submission is stated this way, submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God and then applied in the relationship between the husband and wife, parents and children, masters and slaves. The general principle is that all Christians should submit themselves to one another in love. The relationship between husband and wife is only one area in which this principle applies. The husband shows loving kindness, not harshness. The husband had an obligation too, didn't he? He is to treat his wife with love as Christ treats his bride, the church. A couple who have been happily married for 60 years gave as their prescription for happiness in their marriage, their vision or the version of the golden rule. It says, do unto one another as you would a month before marriage. That was the description that they gave. How do you treat your husband or how do you treat your wife? How did you treat them a month before your marriage? That's how you should treat them. Our second thing this evening is a principle of personal relationship shows a reciprocal responsibility. Workers are to work well. This is the, the longest section, probably because many slaves were in the church at the time. 
And it's something I really need to emphasize with people now. Workers need to work well. Just because you have access to a sick day at work doesn't mean you should take it. You should work well. We're seeing, especially after the last couple of years, workers really slacking off. Especially Christians. We should work well because we're not working for man. We're working for the Lord. Onesimus, the runaway slave, we probably know the story, who'd been converted was carrying a letter. And while Paul did not openly attack slavery, he introduced new concepts to the slave-master relationship, didn't he? The passage lays a foundation for the Christian doctrine of work. Masters are to treat their workers well. If you're an employer, treat your employees well. A reminder for us all is we serve a master in heaven. If you don't like serving your employer, you're going to find it really hard to be serving the Lord because we serve him first. So as we finish up this evening, when it comes to personal relationships, we are reminded that all of our relationships, every single one of them, are in the Lord. And since this is true, each of us has responsibilities and obligations that must be carried out as we live together and serve together in the Lord. We all have obligations. Let me encourage you. I know it's the end of the year, but be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us that we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him. And he can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body, if you will allow him to. And you're important to God. You know that already. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. Now, this year has been a, a, a pretty tough year, but it's been a good year. It's been a year of, of repentance and of blessings. But we're stepping into 2023 in just a day or so's time. And 2023 is going to be a year of divine restoration and divine recovery. So get ready for it, church. Get ready for it. Have a great new year. Spend time with your loved ones, and we'll see you next year. Stay in the blessings.